0: But it's time for the Katie Freeman Show with a new opening song. Fest team The Beanie Dreamin' Show Yeah! We, tonight is a great show We have Miss Pamela The world's most famous groupie of all And best-selling author So stick around We'll be right back after this Yeah! <laughs> new segment for you called he said she heard she said he heard because in relationships a lot of times what people say and what they mean especially with the opposite sexes are very very different from what they said and what they mean I, I think I just said that twice but that was for you not because I messed up that was because you messed up listening to me. Do you see how, do you see how there's problems here? It's like that. So I made this uh, just for, for you guys because I wouldn't have made this show just for me to have my own show because I'm a greedy kind of person. Very selfish. <laughs> so here we go. We'll start with what women say and what it is that they actually mean. Okay. Woman says, Sure, go out with your friends. I don't mind at all. What she's actually saying is, you better not leave this house unless you want to get stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) It's what the decipher says. not coming so much from me. This is science. It's a science here. Uh, Okay. The woman says, use the GPS, we're lost. What she really means is, Use the GPS. We're lost. <laughs> okay. The woman says, Babe, did you take the garbage out like I asked you? What well, she means, Your lazy ass didn't take the garbage out like I asked you. <laughs> Why are the women clapping in the audience for that one? She whiz. The su- hey. You can't beat the science, baby. Okay. Uh, the woman says, let's have a romantic night. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the woman, what she means is, if you don't make love to me soon, I'm taking it to Jesus. <laughs> and by Jesus, I mean that sexy Mexican gardener who's there every single day. <laughs> He's good with the bushes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, so I'm sorry I'm so, It's a family show It's a family show Okay, now here's here's for the men Play it, Pay attention men Okay, so a man says Here's what a man says Sure, go out all night with your friends No problem Now what he really means is Time for a Red Bull, Jurgens Lotion And a Randy night out With the interweb Hooray <laughs> <All right. laughs> He says uh, a man says I don't need GPS what a man means is I should turn on the GPS but then she would know." <laughs> a man hears did you take the garbage out but in his mind what he really hears is um what <laughs> okay uh Love making. And I'm when a man hears, let's stay in tonight and have a romantic time. What he says is, okay, babe. What he means is, crap, I'm not making love ready. Damn you, Red Bull, Jurgens Lotion and the Interweb. And damn you, George Lambert. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for the monologue. That's it for the monologue. We will be right back with a little game piece. Someone's going to win $100. And with the lovely Miss Pamela Debar. Come on yeah. back. It's going to be a great night. Tonight, I have another another, uh, special show for you. Uh, uh, This is a personal friend of mine, and I'm so lucky to know her. And she is the most intriguing person, like one of the most I've ever met in my life. And her life is actually books. She's a bestseller, New York Times bestseller. And... uh, I, it's a, she's just an amazing, amazing woman, and we're going to go through her life. And uh, if you don't know who she is, you're darn sure going to know after this show. Uh, please welcome Miss Pamela Debar. Yeah. Yeah. Now you are you are officially and unofficially the most famous groupie in the world. <laughs>
1: I've been called that many times. Yes, <laughs> I think it's because I wrote the book on
0: it. Yeah, you yeah. did. You wrote the yeah. book on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: I was, pr- and I'm proud of it. So you know, it's it's a, a misunderstood word. It's a misunderstood term. And ever since I was doing what I was doing, hanging out with musicians, I wanted to. Preserve that word,
0: and that word is groupie. groupie.
1: Yes, and the G word, I call it, and <laughs> and you you know put it in the in the proper perspective in history. It's we're muses. You know, it's a corny word. A lot of people you know think oh, it's corny. Oh, I don't think
0: it's corny at all. I, think I it's- mean, we
1: we we assisted these musicians and still do. They're, they're all over the place. I still hear from them every day. Groupies, that is, mm-hmm. and uh, and they, they want to just give what they get from the music. It's a give and take.
0: Yeah, now I know that one time I had said, yeah, I was going to my hotel room after the show, and there was this groupie chick that like ran past me into my room and like threw off this coat she was wearing and she's like totally nude, it was crazy. And I, had, and I told you the whole story of that, and you were like, she's not a groupie, she's a fan.
1: Yeah, yes, the groupies don't act that way. Uh, unless, well, they begin as fans and they may do those kinds of things a couple of times and say, well, that doesn't work.
0: You know? Right, because I had to, go, I had to like, leave the room, yeah. go downstairs, <laughs> look at what time it was, you know. Because, like, you know, I didn't want something bad to happen to me because somebody is too enthusiastic. I appreciated enthusiastic. that. Enthusiastic,
1: that's a good word. Well,
0: I appreciated that she wanted to be naked and in my room. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I completely a- appreciated that. But uh, but it wasn't such a that story to you that you straighten me out on Mm -hmm. the difference. Can you straighten us all out on the difference?
1: Well, a fan usually, this one wasn't though, is content to watch from the seats, listen at home, uh, love them from afar, and a groupie wants to meet them. A groupie wants to get to know them, Hmm. not just meet them. Meeting them is more of what a fan does. Oh, you know, get an autograph. But you know, for us, especially back in the day when the musicians were, were the gods walking on earth, you know, it seemed like that, right? It was the best music made, best rock and roll music in the 60s and early 70s. We wanted to be near it, that's all. Just be a part of it. And very few, almost no, girl bands at that time. Right. From the mid-60s. I became a groupie before the word existed. In about 1960, well, I was a big Beatle fan. I wanted to meet them, but I was too young, 14. 14. So at 16, I started hanging out on the Strip, and I met, started meeting the bands. They were hanging out, too, on yeah. the Sunset Strip.
0: That's back when everything was so much easier, right? Yeah. Was it? Or, yes. Or do, or do we make it, in no, our it minds, a like a, a, no. a time that didn't really exist?
1: You could bump into all five of the birds on the Sunset Strip, and whatever British bands were in town, you'd walk the Whiskey Go-Go, and they'd have you sit on their lap. Wow. If you, you know, were me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I wonder if this happens for you when you're out on the road, but because you're an author and you go around speaking and reading your works and whatnot.
1: Well Which
0: all of that are fantastic by the uh, way. But especially my favorite is uh I'm with the band. Go go get that book. Thank Just you. Blow your rec- mind.
1: One, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hang out with my fans. Um and a lot of times they become my writers. You know, I teach writing workshops, so a lot of the women get to know me very well. They you know they, they feel like they know me so well because of my books. They want to let me know them in the same way. So, like you said, so they come to class and write about it, which is wonderful. But I, still, I hear from groupie girls all over the world all the time wanting to tell me their story. Big, long stories about how they got so-and-so in the sack, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I enjoy reading them. I enjoy
0: reading them. That's cool. Now I've watched videos on your site and on your Facebook and all that, uh where groupies have come all the way to California to come and be there with you.
1: Yeah, on my and rock I mean, tours. The, and stuff. Yeah,
0: they make they make like a, a pilgrimage. Yeah, to your to your house, and they're beautiful and gorgeous and young, and they have all of your styles. They're looking to get more styles, ideas from you. I mean, it, and uh, and to hear about your life, yeah. you know? And yeah. I've not really, I've not seen somebody draw so many people, like, especially like uh, an author, you know? I've not seen someone draw so many people like that, but it's, your life is like, to, to, to us, I think, your life is like a, a story that the only way we can get close to it is by reading about it because well, that, you talk, you speak so, you, you write so personally.
1: Well, that, the, those things that I did as a young woman can't happen now. Not, not the way they did then, but at the, least. Like these, such. Uh, well, there's no, I mean, who, who is a Robert Plant today? Or, or, I mean, they're out there. Yes, they are out there, but you, you, you can't, you can't get near the people Uh, of the caliber that I was hanging out with now because of how everything has changed. But also the music was the best, it was revolutionary. Just like everything going on in the 60s, the social, sexual, spiritual revolution going on. Mm -hmm. So they just wanna see what that was like. They they want to somehow like get as close to it as possible like I always wanted to with the musicians I loved. So that's why they come to me a lot of the time. But a lot of them wanna learn to write. Um, you know, and and that's I, I I teach writing workshops for the last twenty two years now. Yeah, I've sort of made a living just being me. I always said, Lord, can I please just make a living? Not it does not be huge living, but just being me, please, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I said it many many hundreds of times, maybe thousands. And now I am doing that. I'm doing I I do rock and roll tours and I do all kinds of house sales. I love styling people. Um I, I I've been there
0: for a few of those I, I, I know. and they really are cool.
1: I do auctions online, I, I do so many things, just being me. And somehow it's working out. Which well is all these great. people are drawn
0: to you who are themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they want to be to get, more and of themselves. To get, Yeah, they
0: want they're trying to get to the bottom of themselves. Yes, which we, which that's we all, exactly right. Which we all should be doing. And uh, that's another thing about you. I, I asked you one time, I said, uh, are you Still that girl from mm-hmm. the books, from everything you write about are oh, You still yeah. that girl?
1: Yeah, of course. I we, we all have our little our inner girl, inner boy. There, you're going to take care of that, nurture it. You know, don't don't ignore it, don't don't forget it, and bring it forth all the time because that's the innocence, that's the true you. And I I still bring that little girl forth all the time. You
0: know, I I, I always see that with you, and I always I was telling you earlier that you seem to have this fallback position mm-hmm. all the time. You yes, know, when life gets hard, and when, when things get sad, whatever is going on, if it's super happy, if it's super sad, whatever, you always have this fallback position that seems to be that girl. And- A lot uh, of it has
1: to do with my mom.
0: Yeah, that's what you were telling me, yeah. that, that it started with your mom. And, I was and an
1: only child, so I got a lot of her attention, and she was a stay-at-home mom, like a lot of women were back then. Mm-hmm. And my dad went off and dug for gold, and a lot of the time he was a wild man adventurer, which I got from him, yeah. which is great. But she was, we were together a lot, my mom and I, and she, she I remember, oh God, maybe when I was in my 30s, 40s, I said to her, Mom, thank you so much for letting me be me, you know? And she said, well, that's the point, isn't it? Which is rare, Super especially rare. back then, especially oh, yeah. back then that parents were trying to control especially you know growing up in the f- 50s the parents were con- trying to control everybody, b- make sure they went to college and got a good job and got a husband especially if you were a girl mm-hmm. but i never went through any of that my mom never pushed me in any direction like yeah,
0: that. yeah and we get to see that in the books we read about yeah, it how yeah. open they were because i would have been having a heart attack if i was your mom i would have been having a heart attack every day
1: <laughs> a lot of people said how did your mom deal with it well we wanted to be Remain close. She wanted to remain close with me, so so she dealt with it in a way that made me who I am today, with, with no regrets. Uh, you know, like you said, I keep going back to that little girl. I'm I'm happy, even though I have some sad things in my life. I'm I I do fall back into my heart and remember how sweet it is. I guess, and I bring it forth.
0: Oh, see, I'm jealous of you of that because I want to fall back to. My little boy, but that kid's walking around with a blade. You know what I mean? Like,
1: that kid <laughs> yeah, wants to kill okay, me. Okay, go back even further.
0: Oh, well, now Go back
1: to a toddlerhood. A sweet I, little I, baby. I can't get
0: there. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't remember anything. Well, you know before.
1: what I mean, though. It, it's in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving that short answer while I was drinking. <laughs> so it's a long pregnant pause in the middle.
1: You're, you're welcome,
0: Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> now, with your mom and your pops, your pops was mostly gone.
1: He um, worked nights, things. so I always just had dinner, except on the weekends, with my mom. She and I watched TV on our little trays and um, saw the Beatles, saw, saw Elvis with her, saw the Beatles, and she saw me start losing my fricking mind um, uh, over these people. Yeah, it started real early with Elvis when when they had to cut you know him from here down because he wiggled so much. <laughs> I went, ah, why, are, Mom? Why are they Why do they cut him here? I didn't I didn't understand. I was only nine or something.
0: Well, because in America we only exist from here. <laughs> <laughs> now all this is gone and then at the knee we start again.
1: Especially yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> Especially we start back again then. at
0: the knee. Stops yeah. at the neck, picks up at your knee. Mm-hmm. Nothing's in between in America. Yeah. Um, when did, it, when did it, it hit you that you weren't supposed to be at home watching from the television? That you were supposed to be there? That you were supposed to be there?
1: Well, the Beatles' first album here in America was called Meet the Beatles. And I said, OK. I mean, OK. And I started, I, I was 14, started out trying to meet them in every possible way, and it was impossible. The, Be- the Beatles were huge, and you couldn't get near them even then. So then I got into the Stones. And when they came to town, I just said, OK, I'm going to find out where they're staying and all that. So I mean, I was still too young. But I was making efforts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did so with the stones. <laughs> were the stones the first people you met?
1: Well, what happened was a, a guy in my school, Victor, Victor Hayden. His cousin was Captain Beefheart, and that was a band that I'd never heard of. They were new. It was a new band, and Vic said, "You know, they're playing the Hollywood Palladium at the second annual Teen Fair." Which, really, believe me, they didn't belong there. But uh, I met Captain Beefheart, Don Van Vliet, and that was a life-changing thing. Nice. totally life-changing this big gruffy man looked me up and down and said you're a gas I wish there were more people like you in the world and I was 16 in high school and I really
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is a gas anyway <laughs> oh. and I wanted to find out so that meeting was huge and it was in Hollywood and I was in the valley so when I got to Hollywood I said I'm coming back here so yeah. I started going to the Sunset Strip oh man yeah. I
0: can't even imagine that time must have been amazing we're going, come, we're going to come back with more with Pamela Debar right after this, stick around yeah. hi I'm here with Miss Pamela Debar we're yes. talking about her early days in Groupydom and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on the Sunset Strip. So now, what was the first band that you actually got to meet?
1: Well, besides Captain Beefheart, it was The Birds. I was crazy about The Birds. They had they were helping Dylan out. You know, Dylan's my hero, my god. Um, and they were singing his song, so were the Turtles and Sonny and Cher, but I love the birds. And they were playing a club called Ciro's. And I could Which not. is now the Comedy Store. Yes, it is now the Comedy Store. It's an amazing space, right? So oh Thomas, God, the director, so and
0: I, that's where we work out So much sometimes. happened
1: in there. Before the 60s, it was Sammy Davis Jr. playing right. there and, you know, amazing stuff. So I wanted to see the birds. And I was on the strip with a few other girls. And I noticed the backstage doors face the strip. They still do. And, I, and I, I said, I bet those are the backstage doors. And the girls with me said, so what? I said, well, I'm going to knock on them. I, I want to meet the birds. They're my favorite band. And they said, you can't do that. I, I said, oh, yes, I can. So I knocked. <laughs> I knocked on the door. I was nervous. I can't pretend I wasn't. But the door opened. Jim McGuinn, later became Roger McGuinn, saw me, cute young blonde, I was blonde then, and he handed me a joint and said, come on in. So I went backstage with the birds, just me. It was me and a roadie and the birds tuning up for the show. And I got this, I made eyes with the bass player, and I was in love with Hillman, Chris Hillman, bass, for years after that, off and on we had a 30-year thing, you know.
0: Now, did, but it, it was, at that
1: moment, I was backstage with the birds. I was too young to get into the club, <laughs> but I went on, watched them on the side of the stage, and I got the bug, man.
0: It and I was a
1: gas that night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were a gas. I said, That's
1: what being a gas is.
0: You are. You're still a gas. <laughs> now, oh uh, so. You go in there and you have the you have a night of your life. You go home and how are you feeling when you got when you get home? Like, did you know that the world had k- turned yes. for you? Yes, oh
1: absolutely, absolutely. When you know, I do these rock and roll tours, and when I take when I drive by that spot, I always have the band pull over and I tell that story because that really was a moment where I thought, wow, I can whatever this is, I can do it. I can meet them. Nice, right? And so then I started going to all the local clubs and seeing the local bands, The Doors. That was one another early band I loved. And I met Jim Morrison, I got to know him. I mean, I, I just got to what, know him. What
0: was he like?
1: Him. He was a poet. Early days, he was this sweet, gentle poet before he became a terrible alcoholic. And um, just hung out with him. He carried his poetry book and he'd read me the poetry. And take me out for orange juice and date nut bread at Tiny Nailers, And it was pretty innocent. I did make out with him. But in those days, you didn't have to just jump in the sack with people. They didn't expect it. And even rock stars, they did not expect that.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure they wouldn't expect it from me, but I would jump in the sack (laughs) with Jimi Hendrix. Even I. Speaking of...
1: There was a lot of love-ins in those days. People can't what, imagine what a, a love-in love was like. What, what is a love-in? A love-in is where people, like-minded people, young people, get together and love. <laughs> really, there was a lot of music, live music, the birds, the doors, uh, the Buffalo, Buffalo Springfield. Uh, so many different bands played free. There was no, they didn't get paid. And you danced all around them or on stage with them in hardly any clothes with flowers in your hair and incense sticks and all that stuff. It was real. And I, I met uh, a young photographer. I, people, a lot of people took pictures of me. I was pretty and I was skimpily clad. Still are. And having, a, audience. And, and having such a blast, having such a good time, that they followed me around and took pictures. So this was one of the guys who did that, and he, his name was Alan Davio. And he later went on to be a cinematographer with Spielberg. He he was a really talented young guy. And he said, "I'm doing a short film. There was no videos then or anything, uh, with this band from England. Do you want to dance in it?" Well, you can imagine what I said. Yeah, sure.
0: So I I honestly didn't know what you said, <laughs> what you were going to say. <laughs> You're like, you can imagine what I said. I was like, I'm st- on the edge of my seat. I got no idea what you're going to say. Nah. I didn't know what loving I, was.
1: I, I don't <laughs> want to do that. No, of course I did. So I walked in and it was the Jimi Hendrix experience.
0: Wow. So it was just
1: me and the photographer and the cameraman and, and danced And then Jimmy Jimmy hit hit on you first, right? Jimmy hit on me, and I was not ready for him. (laughs) (laughs) I was this very young virgin girl, and I just was... He was so much... He was bigger than life. He was so colorful and so huge. His aura was like the size of the room. I mean, it was incredible. So instead, I... I went after the little bass player, and I was really crazy about bass players. <laughs> I'm already. sure
0: he'll appreciate that.
1: <laughs> He's no longer with us. Aww. The whole Jimi Hendrix experience is gone. It's amazing I'm still here to tell these tales, but anyway, I had a great day with them. I've been, I'm in two of their videos and um, just frolicked with them all day long. I wasn't even smoking pot yet or anything. I was very innocent.
0: Well, I always need pot in order to frolic. <laughs>
1: So anyway, I wound up with Noel Redding, the bass player. And I saw him for years, too. I, I didn't have one-night stands. I was not interested in one-night stands. I wanted... That's, people think of groupies as not even one-night stands, but one-hour stands or half-hour stands, ten-minute stands. That was not me.
0: Right. And I know that there's a lot of groupie, not groupies, but fans who think that they're groupies who do, like, the one-hour and then another girl is coming past her into the room while she's walking out
1: nothing's wrong with that I don't judge that if, they, if girls want to do that or guys whatever it's fine with me it just wasn't me and, and nothing's wrong with it and they may be groupies they are maybe baby groupies they're trying I to break like, in
0: I'm, I'm so confused every time I think I got it down <laughs> I'm off
1: no fans don't I rarely get in bed with a, with a, a band member so, you know, they, they're, they're, they're content with an autograph for just being in the audience, like I said, and listening to the music, and it, it moves them, and it's wonderful. But a groupie wants to closeness, wants some kind of closeness, wants want to understand. Where is that coming from? That music that just opens my heart up and my solar plexus expands from it. You know, I've had that happen, so I want to get to know those people. I want, and it's fun. It was so much fun just to be on the jet with him or, you know, just there backstage. And Jimmy Page would come back, and I'd have to take off his incredibly wet shirt.
0: Well, wait a minute. And Don't get ahead of me here. Yeah. Let's go. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start with Jimmy Page. So you started dating Jimmy. How did that happen?
1: Uh, I had heard that he was interested in me from a friend of mine in Paris, on a postcard and because I was notorious the GTOs I had an all-girl group which we probably won't get into too much because of the time but um, I was notorious at that time people started hearing about me musicians wanted to get to know the GTOs so I heard that he was interested in me but I had heard he was a naughty boy and I was not going to do it I was just absolutely not going to go for him I was but of course I they came to town he was at a club, he was beautiful, and he passed me a note that said meet me in room six, whatever, and I didn't go, because I was afraid of him. I thought, he's, he's naughty. But then he got a hold of my phone number, he was persistent, he called and invited me to a show. So once I saw Led Zeppelin play, <laughs> that's really all it took, Wow! because it was the music that yeah, you know. Oh,
0: There's this innocence just there with this wild stuff that's also going on, you know. Because you're like, "Oh, I'm not gonna go with him. He's a naughty boy." It's like yeah. he's a rock star. Yeah, yes, he's a naughty boy. Yeah, but you know, he he's wasn't in naughty with alone. me, though.
1: He was never. They were never naughty with me.
0: What does naughty mean?
1: Uh, over the top, over the top, uh, in ways that that uh, that I wouldn't have liked.
0: Something that would maybe scared you or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they just never were. They they saw in me, I believe, the gentleness and the the wide-eyed innocence of loving the music. I I think with any man, you probably agree with me, women too, but mainly men, if you love what they do and respect and admire what they do, they want you around. Yeah. So... So that's sure. that's all it was, and, and it wasn't fraudulent. I I meant it. I was sincere. And uh, they wanted me around. Hmm.
0: Mm, wonder why. <laughs> 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 so Ben. So how did it start that you start seeing Jimmy though? Like how did it begin?
1: Well, he. Oh, you sec- just
0: told me. Uh, yeah, the show- He got your number. That's all yeah. I that's Well, I wanted he, to go he took
1: from. me to. He invited me to a show, and I saw them play. And that was it. That was absolutely it.
0: So after the show.
1: And, and he, yeah, I went back to the hotel. And then I went back to the hotel and back to the hotel. Because um, they spent a lot of time in L.A. They would base themselves in L.A. and fly out and come back. So I got to see him a lot. Then he started taking me on the road to New nice. York and Texas. And
0: you know. Now, what is it like to be on the road with, each, like, the number one rock band in the world?
1: It's like being as close to in the band as you could be at that time. And, you know, I had an all-girl band, but, you know, we certainly were not famous like Led Zeppelin. So it was just...
0: But still good music.
1: it, It was just being in the thick of that. And at the time, I knew it was history. I knew because the music... Had never been made music like that. Had never been made before or since. So I just and people didn't rock out
0: like that. They go for two hours, where most bands went for 15 minutes or something, right? The
1: Beatles, when I saw them at the Bowl, 22 minutes.
0: 22 minutes. The Beatles and 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 the
1: Stones, 30 minutes. Zeppelin
0: did two hours.
1: Two hours, a little over two hours, a little longer every time, and you know the drum solo was. uh, the rest of the band would go backstage for a while because Bonzo played so long on Moby Dick.
0: Yeah. So and and <laughs>
1: and I'd go back with him. I was just part of the band. I mean, it was as close to as being in the band, like I said. You know, you were just you were. I was so comfortable with all of them, and and they made you feel if you mm. were welcome. It, there was no no feeling like it.
0: Wow, I can't even imagine what it must have been like to be to be there in the world in Hollywood on the strip at that time with the people that you were that you were hanging out with like um, that's
1: why people care about me still that's why people want to talk to me that's why they read the books that's why
0: well I I read everything I read all of your books
1: I know thank you Bobby yeah (laughs) I have five books I'm writing sixth and seventh right now and eighth is coming up Cynthia Plastercaster's book Ah. yeah I'm writing it for her she was part way through when she passed last year.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Wow. I wish she was still She around. was the
1: other most famous group, me and Cynthia. we were. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: Now, a lot of people have been wanting me to ask this question, wrote me all week to ask me. It was the same question over and over again, so I said, okay, obviously I have to ask this. But there are people who say that you are the girl, Penny Lane, that they were talking about in almost famous
1: yeah I knew Cameron Crowe back then and he watched me in action but it wasn't just me uh it was B.B. Buell a girl who came after me another groupie and um a girl he was actually with his first person he slept with was a girl named Penny Lane was she Penny Trumbull is her name but she called herself Penny Lane, so that's why he used that name. But it was a combination of the three of us, and he's told me that, and he said it in a lot of interviews. I know, I was
0: getting ready to say to you, because yeah. I read a whole interview where he said that it was based on you.
1: Yeah, uh, a, a lot of it was. Uh, well, she, the Kate Hudson, told me it was based, she based it on me. Her her attitude, her look, and all of that.
0: She got you down pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think she did a good job. I think yeah. she did. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask you questions now about what you have going on. Sure. Like, uh, what, like <laughs> let's talk about what you got, what you have happening right now. Because well, my I website. Want pro- I want to help promote everything. it. I want to help promote Thank all you. of your stuff.
1: My website has almost everything that I'm doing on it. It's PamelaDeBarOfficial.com.
0: PamelaDeBarOfficial.com.
1: Yeah, my my. All the stuff I do with my clothes, my clothing sales, my auctions, my, my rock tours, my writing workshops, they're all on there. And I'm traveling, I travel f- for workshops in many, many American cities in London and Toronto. Um, now that COVID's hopefully waning, um, I'll be traveling a lot more. I travel to so many cities every year teaching women to, to know, find out who they are and get it on the yeah. page. And right l- love who they are
0: mainly. I know because I always say I would like to attend one of the I would like to be in on that writing well, session. Well if I but then you if said that but well, you know women need to feel yeah, comfortable. Yeah, women yes. need well, to feel I, comfortable. I, I did in their have own men. Space.
1: Yeah, I did have men in originally and I noticed women held back and there were mainly women. Mm, so I just it's women's women. memoir workshops. But I would love to have workshops for men. I would love it.
0: I would be the I'd be your student. <laughs> I would be there cuz if you read her writing when you read again. her writing it'll blow you away I promise it will just it will blow your mind it's like it's like there's some movies that when they end I'm sad that it
1: yeah sure e-
0: that it's ending cuz I feel like I was on a journey and with your books, I was sad when it ended. I know he—he he, he literally
1: journey. has memorized some of them. <laughs> yeah, he he can quote parts of my books back to me. It's incredible. Um, but also, I have a podcast, Pamela Debar's Pajama Party. I interview people, uh, musicians mainly. Uh, that yeah, I thought crazy you could, about. that was something
0: you could go to, and I was like, I want to go to Pamela <laughs> Devar's <Day> <laughs>
1: Pajama, Pajama Party. Party. Yeah, I've got some great ones, Rufus Wainwright. He 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 nice. just he sings a cappella, just sitting in my living room. It was the most magical thing.
0: She's and never asked me to be...
1: It's musicians so I'm far. A, I'm, I'm so a,
0: far, a comic musician. You're a comic,
1: and you're becoming a musician. <laughs> no, that's a good thing, right? Real friends can tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, John Doe, I mean... I, I've got about 35 of them, so they're wonderful podcasts. So please listen to Pamela DeVar's Pajama Party on all platforms.
0: I, I I listen to it, and when I do listen to it, I am in my pajamas. <laughs> okay, but okay. I do. Yeah. I believe in stuff Good. like that. I've got these giant footy pajamas that you just you zip up. How and...
1: cute. You'll have to take a snap and send me.
0: I will take a snap and send okay. you. <laughs> it's very, very sexy to see a grown man looking like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> cool. okay. Well, that's what, that's what women say. Well, one woman.
1: Okay. All hey, right. lady. Yeah, Are you going to my... uh,
0: London again soon?
1: Later in the year, I'm, I'm going to Brussels for a Zappa event. Frank Zappa was my
0: mentor. and the...
1: Woo! Nice. The, the, the GTOs.
0: You see how deep this well goes? Yes. This well is
1: deep. So I'm going to Brussels for a big Zappa event, and from there I'll go to London to, to see my girls there.
0: Do you get? Does that plane trip ever get tired?
1: Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Travel. I'm 74 years old now, so travel, you know, is I always have a very uh, hard time because
0: you like that oh, I can't do. I'm 74 years. I'm like, come on. No, I mean it's like you are, but you're not. Well, <laughs> tell
1: that to my bones
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I'm very active 74 year old I don't stop I am my product you know like I said I make a living being me so and I'm very busy at
0: it because <laughs> uh, yeah. I want people to know everything that's going on
1: PamelaDeBarOfficial.com
0: that is how to find, that's how to find of, it out.
1: I also have Facebook, Instagram Twitter you know the whole thing I don't do TikTok I think I'm probably a little too old for I that. think that you
0: would do great with TikTok. What
1: what what would you think people would tune in and see me? For think?
0: any for you talking about your stories. Do little pieces of stories. Do like these uh we on this show we have a thing we call minis where mm-hmm. they they'll take this right here, they'll find like some highlight oh, moments and, and yeah. just have huh. that. And uh, like a real tune in to <laughs> minis. No, <it>
1: doesn't. <laughs> depends on how you say
0: it, doesn't it? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> You're back with B.D. Freeman on meanies.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like a show I'm ashamed of. I've not even set it up yet, and I'm already ashamed of it.
1: <laughs> it was so great seeing Terry Reid last week. Yes. yes. Wasn't yes, that? that was... I mean, that was just so good. That was awesome. I I've, I've, you know, met him when he was 18, opening for the Stones. That's wow. how long I've known him. So it was really thrilling to see him. He's in such good shape right now. Yeah. really happy to see that. I hope you all caught that show. If not,
0: you we better, we better go back and watch it. I hope, <laughs> I hope that somebody gives me a compliment like that. B.D. Freeman, yes. He's in such good shape right now. <laughs> like, I have seen right Terry
1: now. not in great shape. And, and he, he won't be surprised to hear that. So, you know, I was thrilled to see him doing so well. Yes.
0: Yeah. You've nice. cast a dark shadow over the show. <laughs> no. nice. Oh, yeah, I've seen him. No, I haven't.
1: <laughs> you know rock and roll, what people no, like I do know, in rock and I roll. Yes,
0: yes. No, but it was great having him. We had a really good time I
1: know. He sang so great. His voice
0: yes. is so beautiful. So good.
1: So He's so in it. He's just so in what he does. Yeah. He becomes it, and yeah. he just... You know, there's a,
0: there's yeah. so much joy. Yeah, it's like yeah. it turns on when he starts playing. It's like yeah. he's always a joyful kind of yes, guy. Yes, he is. But when he turns it on, you can see it. You're right. It's like it starts yeah. to shine from the inside yeah. out. Yeah,
1: because he loves what he's doing. Yeah. You know, as long as you love what you're doing, do it. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, not all the time. <laughs> I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer loved what he oh, was doing.
1: Bobby, talk about bringing the show down. Jesus. God. I'm getting was, away from
0: you.
1: I'm getting away from
0: you. I was just saying, you know, everybody should not do what they love. There's some people who should be locked away so that they don't get a chance to do what they love.
1: Oh, no.
0: Okay. But what you do, I love. We all love. Yeah. We're so so happy to have you here tonight. I mean, yeah. there's so much more that I want to get in with you. that we've got to make the. This is like an ongoing thing with us, though. So I always keep having you back because <laughs> okay. because the well of you is so deep. I never. There's never Ooh. not. There's never enough time to I get like that, to the bottom that my
1: of my well it. is so deep.
0: I like that it's just it is it's just you know there's, there's and there's no way I, I, I can't ever feel my feet at the bottom I know there's deeper deeper levels to go so you'll come back and see us yes. again right yes thank you okay Bob. you and you won't let the Dahmer thing no. you, okay all right okay <laughs> oh Miss Pamela DeBar everybody Woo! Now here I have to tell you to make sure you like and subscribe. It is very, very important that you do that. Uh, if you want, you can uh, send money to us. It helps the show a ton. Uh, you can send that uh, through patreon.com slash show. And you can see everything that we have got going on at bdfreeman.show, bdfreeman.show. And to give money, patreon.com slash bd freeman show so we would love that come back again and see us next week you will see more incredible incredible wonderful intense and uh, <laughs> people like miss pamela here. and uh, we got a lot more for you so come on back next week we love you and just always remember what i say you're not in an interracial relationship Unless you're dating a chicken or a horse. (laughs) Good night, everybody.